0: The people Jesus met on the way to the cross, the Via Dolorosa, force us to broaden our understanding of the season of Lent, from merely being a matter of one's personal and private faith to something that brings the reality of God in Christ, his death and resurrection, to confront the realities of life things as they are, the nature of the powers that be in the society. Jesus' death, as Paul reminds us, led principalities and powers in the street and made an open display of them. In other words, Jesus, by his suffering and death on the cross, disarmed the principalities and powers and unmasks them. This is nowhere truer than it is in Jesus' encounter with Pilate on the Via Dolorosa. Pilate was the Roman governor in charge of the region in which Jerusalem fell. After Jesus left Caiphas in the Jewish council, he was taken bound to the palace of Pilate to be tried. There are several things to which we must pay attention in this trial of Jesus by Pilate. To begin with, notice that Jesus was silent. They accused him, but he made no defense and no response. What must we make of the silence of Jesus? he gave no answers to their questions or accusations he was silent first of all scholars call this the messianic secret because they claim that Jesus kept his identity as Messiah secret till the very last there is an element of truth to this because There were theories out there in the society about what a messiah was and what he was supposed to do: mount a rebellion, seek to lead an insurrection, and seek to become a political leader. That was not how Jesus understood and interpreted his mission as Messiah. Anything from Jesus that conforms such notions about himself would have led them to try him as such and to bring the weight of the system down against him to defeat him as such. Jesus was no political messiah. His silence was his way of not confirming their misconception of what Christ does. There is another explanation. It is that Jesus did not recognize the trial that they were conducting as legitimate as due process. He was silent in order not to confirm their legitimacy. Silence was an act of resistance. He therefore did not acknowledge it by participating in it. His silence was both rejection and protest. He would not recognize their jurisdiction to try him or appeal to them or negotiate with them in order to win some favor, some sympathy, or mitigation. To the very last, he maintained his dignity rather than beg favors from them. There is a third reason that is, by his silence, Jesus made it clear that it was not he that was on trial but they that were on trial jesus are under arrest but it was Pilate, pilot and the jewish leadership that were on trial the trial was about them not about him the words spoken betrayed their shallowness betrayed their intentions betrayed their character betrayed their blood guiltiness. It is in keeping with what Paul said, he unmasked and disarmed them. So what does this trial tell us about the people conducting the trial? What does it tell us about people in positions of power on whom justice depends? What does it tell us about what people have to face in the systems? that run the world? And therefore, what does it tell us about what Jesus saves us from? And what is the task at hand to rescue the human family from entrenched injustice? The first thing that Pilate did was to attempt to pass the buck. He first said it was Herod's jurisdiction, not his, because Jesus was from Galilee. And he sent Jesus to Herod to be tried. Then he examined Jesus and found no evidence. He suggested that the Jewish leadership tried Jesus themselves. He did this rather than carry out the duty placed upon him. And when he offered half measures, halfway measures, finding no fault with Jesus, he beat him and put a crown of thorn on his head in order to please the crowd there is a tendency to pass the buck to kick the can down the road many want to enjoy the perks of office but they do not want to take up their responsibility for the duty of justice and to set the moral tone they do not want to take that responsibility seriously then It is to find someone else to do it and carry out the responsibility which our leadership positions require of us. Pilate sought to pass the book. The second thing he did was that he sought to create false equivalency between Jesus and Barabbas. They had the same name, but that is where the similarity ends. Barabbas was a murderer and was seeking to lead a rebellion. He was disreputable and Jesus was not. One of the ways to evade moral responsibility is to create false equivalences. The Americans call it the whataboutness approach. What about this? To see if we can find a parallel, however vague in order to avoid our duty to make a stand on the issue that confronts us in the moment. The third thing that Pilate did was to wash his hands. He tried to evade responsibility by creating false equivalents and offering half measures, but when they did not work, he got a basin in front of everyone and washed his hands his wife had told him have nothing to do with this innocent man because i have suffered many things in a dream because of him he did not do the right thing and set the prisoner free because he did not want to face the crowd so he chose the cowardly way out all for more moral courage amongst our leaders Oh for fewer crowd pleasers amongst our leaders. We need leaders who will not wash their hands of the wickedness they have the opportunity to confront, but instead to stand up and be counted. These three actions by Pilate tell us something about the powers that be that we must bear in mind. One is that there is less and less of moral considerations at work in our world. There is not moral clarity. There is not moral courage. There is not moral commitment. What we have are moral dwarfs and moral cowards operating. This is why Lent is important. It is a time to rearm ourselves morally. We must remind ourselves of what the lack of moral clarity, courage, and commitment did when they crucified the Son of God, the Savior of the world. We want no part of saving our skins. Instead, we are to stand up and be counted. We are not going to merely wash our hands and betray innocent blood. How many times we have been in a company and the arguments are going one way and we know it is not right, we know it is not the truth, but we do not want to be singled out, to be the odd man out, so we keep quiet. Our world needs men and women of moral courage and moral backbone. The other thing that we have to look out for is the love of political opportunism. People are going to go with the crowd. They are going to thunder to the gallery. They are going to join those who are saying crucify him. Nowadays on social media, you will be surprised to know what people are prepared to say, to get a like, to go viral, to trend. There are, there are no values, no principles that they will not betray if it will make them get a and trend and go viral. We have to reject populism as the basis of our actions and decisions. We are not to merely court the crowd, seek to please the crowd. Sometimes we must seek to lead the crowd. It is important to note how populism is wrecking the world. It has done so in Europe and in America, and it will do so here in Jamaica if we let it. Something else that we see in the encounter between Jesus and Pilate on the Via Dolorosa is not just the lack of moral courage and commitment in the public space. It is not just the rise of populism it is also the growing cynicism. Pilate knew that there was no equivalency between Barabbas and Jesus. The chief priests and elders of the people knew that Barabbas was a murderer and that Jesus was not. But they took this cynical step of saying, release unto us Barabbas. What about Jesus of Nazareth? Crucify him. That is cynicism. No, there were 10 murders in a 24 hour period this in jamaica in one day when i watched the news that evening there was not a mention of the murders if you ever think that what i'm saying is far-fetched remember the murdered woman in the church in falmouth for which her son-in-law is your stepson is charged the people were saying that she deserves it because she should have given the boy the money that is cynicism we have to know that the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it A book I am reading makes the point that repentance is not just a private matter between an individual and his God. If that were so, structures of evil that are institutional would be left unmolested. It is necessary to call the very structures and powers also to repent. That is what we see here on the Via Dolorosa. Is this cynicism about which we speak in the media? Is it in the police force? Is it in the government? How does evil succeed? Because of the lack of moral commitment and courage because of the opportunism, because of the naked cynicism. We know what the powers are. We know what they do, and we know what to expect from them. We are therefore empowered. We know what to expect, and we are equipped to face them. Let us not wash our hands as Pilate did, but let us stand up for what is right. Amen.